Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Pixar Sciatica Podcast. So let's talk about epidurals, epidural steroid injections, also known as ESIs. They are an intervention that is actually provided by orthopedists, pain doctors, physicians who will actually inject steroids with or without an anesthetic into what is called the epidural space, which is the space that sits between uh, your vertebrae, your discs, and actually your spinal cord, because your spinal cord and your brain stem your entire central nervous system is actually surrounded by a couple of sheets of connective tissue that actually protects it and also houses it in a cerebrospinal fluid, which allows the brain to function and spine to function normally. So the epidural space is actually the space between the spinal cord and the structures of your spine. And today's episode, I'm not a physician myself and I don't administer these injections. So when it comes to understanding the reasons and science behind it, my biggest understanding is that you're providing a local anti-inflammatory aspect or anti-inflammatory agent which is actually used to reduce inflammation, which will hence reduce the pain that is causing your sciatica. Um, In a future episode, I'm actually going to be interviewing a physiatrist, orthopedist who actually does this, and we can go a little bit more into depth in regards to why they would prescribe it. But I know that a fair amount of the clients that I work with have either have been considering getting the these ESIs or have received them. And today I'm going to be talking specifically about what you can do leading up to it, but then also a couple things to be focusing on once you receive the injection itself. Now, with every intervention, I am always focusing on the research and trying to understand, well, why is this helpful in the first place? And is it in fact Helpful. And so leading up into today's episode, I did a little bit of research and I came across three specific articles, which I found to be very, very helpful uh, in just understanding the effectiveness of this modality of this intervention. And what's really exciting is the fact that they are systematic reviews and meta-analyses as well. And what's really not about systematic reviews and meta-analyses is the fact that they are the highest levels of evidence. The lowest level of evidence is going to be anecdotal reports. And then you start to transition into what we call various different articles of various different tiers. But we'll say when it comes to the highest value or the highest uh, on the tier list would be meta-analyses, systematic reviews, and then RCTs. RCTs are randomized controlled trials. Um, that way we can actually compare the difference between an actual intervention and the placebo and it's randomized. So then that way we're minimizing the opportunities for bias. Systematic reviews, what's really cool about systematic reviews is that after we'll come look at the various different articles that are out there 
um, grade them on a tier in regards to the quality of the evidence and then also the quality of the study. And then the meta-analyses is actually even the highest tier where you're combining the various different literatures and giving them specific ranks as well. And so uh, the information, the literature out there has shown that uh, epidural steroid injections are actually quite beneficial for temporary relief of sciatic pain. And why is this the case? And so the theory is that when you inject a local anti-inflammatory agent into the epidural space, it is going to actually, in fact, reduce inflammation. And what that tells us is that if it actually does work, that means that there was an inflammatory component, whether it be a herniated disc or chronic inflammation that could have been caused by arthritis and poor movement mechanics. So those are, that's the general consensus. That's the general idea theory behind it. As a physical therapist and as a movement coach helping people navigate what to do before and after, here are the things that we, we look at. And before we jump into the action steps, um, one of the big questions that I get um, is, Ashley, will this injection work? Uh, how long will it work? And is this going to be just a Band-Aid for my pain? So number one, is it going to work? I wish I could say everything has a 100% success rate. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't. So what I would often say is, uh, one, if there's actually an inflammatory component if your body is going through some sort of inflammation locally then yes that injection might be actually quite helpful because the role of the steroid is to reduce inflammation so if you get the injection in the right spot and the inflammation is brought down then yes this could be an effective modality for you um the second uh the but in addition to that it might not work if what you're dealing with is not a result of inflammation. And so what does that mean? If you've been dealing with pain for uh, 12 weeks or more, and it's transitioned to the chronic stage, you may not be dealing with an inflammatory aspect. And so this is where we can start to look into, all right, we're probably dealing with what we call the chronic stage of pain, where you're not only dealing with an actual mechanical issue in regards to what's happening, but what we call a central issue of how your brain is so accustomed to experiencing pain. And that tells us a little bit more into the challenges that you're dealing with. And if you are transitioning to that point, we have to be able to focus on creating a safe space where in some cases, if we reduce inflammation, we can reduce pain, we can create a safe space for movement, which allows you to get better. So if there's an inflammatory component, it could be helpful. But again, this is going to be specifically a conversation that you'll have with your physician who will actually help you determine is there an inflammatory component? Could you address this uh, with medication? So it's not my job to recommend an injection or advise against an injection. That's the conversation that you are going to be having uh, with your physician. This episode is brought to you by the Patient Advocate Program. Are you tired of not having support between your rehab sessions? Introducing the Patient Advocate Program, we're focused on your recovery and we're offering you 24-7 access to a doctorate of physical therapy. Stop waiting in line to be seen and stop spending hours doing long exercise programs. Imagine being able to get all of your care delivered straight to your phone. Best of all, everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's affordable. We believe everyone deserves top-notch relief without breaking the bank. So why wait? Take control of your health today and visit pttpatientadvocate.com and book your free call with our experts. The second part of it is going to be, is this just a band-aid? Is this just a band-aid on the pain that I'm feeling? And number one, I, I think there's two parts of it. Number one, yes, it could be a band-aid. If you get the injection, your pain, you go back to your normal day-to-day activities and don't change a thing. Yes, it will be a band-aid because of the fact that most likely the pain that we've uh, developed, with, especially in regards to sciatic pain, is really based on the behaviors that we've done throughout our lives that can actually irritate the pain, whether it be our posture, the way that we lift, the way that we move. On the other hand, if it actually reduces your pain, allows you to have a little bit more freedom of motion and allows you to have the opportunity to reevaluate how you move and how you strengthen and how you go about living your day-to-day life, then it's not a bit. It's actually aid and allowing you to live your life free of pain. But again, we have to make those specific changes. And then number three, the, the, the third question that I often guess is like, well, how long does this last? Well, some people say that, well, it takes about five to 10 days for it to recover. And then um, when it comes to lasting effects, I know that it's temporary. I haven't come across research when it comes to average length of time. So again, that's actually going to be something that you're going to be conversing with your medical team to get a better idea. So from there, what are we going to do about once you get the injection? Because that's actually the most important part. And that's what physical therapists and coaches, chiropractors, like everyone who's helping you move pain-free outside of the injection, this is going to be the meat and potatoes. So number one, um, what I often advise, and you'll probably hear this a lot, um, because I remember learning about this early on in my physical therapy days, but once you get an injection of steroids, you would want to avoid ice uh, for quite some time. Usually, I would say about 72 hours. And the reason being is that there are some theories out there in regards to if you apply ice with a corticosteroid or with a steroid, it could lead to some possible crystallization. I haven't found the specific research on that. But what I found to be really interesting, especially as we move into these winter months because it's cold, ice is not always the best option when it comes to reducing pain or reducing inflammation. In fact, the the gentleman who actually wrote the article about the right protocol actually retracted a statement about the benefits of ice. And so that's something to consider. And I know that for myself, when I'm feeling a little achy, and especially in the cold weather, ice is not something that I would actually really prefer. From there, I would say within the first 72 hours, the first couple of days, take it easy in regards to just do what you can. You don't have to, like you get an injection, you go to the gym the next day. So you get an injection, you move, you walk around, you experiment and just see how you're feeling, but don't go cliff diving or don't go trying to do your, your uh, a, a workout that you haven't done uh, in a long period of time. All right. So that's, that's going to be the, the first step. The second action step with this is being very aware of how you're feeling. Um, I think a lot of people, when it comes to trying to address sciatica pain and looking at the effectiveness, is that recovery really acts upon the spectrum. And even if you're looking at pain and trying to objectify pain, what you're looking at is pain on a scale of zero to 10. And so as you get your injection, look at your pain 
and see, all right, well, I was a seven out of 10 before. Where am I at now? Are you a four, five, six? Like it gives us an opportunity to be able to see what degree of improvement, if any, is coming about. That's the second exercise. The number three is this is a perfect opportunity as your pain starts to come down, an opportunity to reevaluate how you move. And so say, for example, if you knew that every single time you bent forward and touched your toes, that actually brought about your pain, it doesn't give you permission to bend forward and touch your toes 50 times. But this may give you the opportunity to investigate, all right, well, bending forward and touching my toes is painful. How can I do this in a way that's not as painful? And so instead of asking yourself, what can or can I not do? Really more ask yourself, how can I do this better? And you can either do this on your own, you can go on YouTube and be, be able to search what are the optimal ways to squat? What are the optimal ways to bend forward? Or you can reach out to us and say, hey, how can I improve X, Y, and Z? And then from there, we actually have the opportunity to be able to break each specific movement down so you can create a specific space to reintegrate those motions back into your day. So it really, it is important as we get these injections to be able to understand why you're getting the injection, which is going to be communicating with your physician, what to do after, again, communicating with your physician, but also working with a movement specialist, a chiropractor, a physical therapist, even the team here at Fix Your Sciatica, and understand what are the things that you can do safely. And how can we reevaluate your daily activities to minimize the opportunities of pain? Again, the injection is not a free pass to do anything that you want. The injection is going to help you create a little space to allow you to move and reinvestigate how you are moving on a daily basis. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, I learned a lot, especially during uh, investigating why these are uh, provided. And it is important for you to be able to communicate with your team and that you're not alone in this journey. And as long as you're able to keep track and understand that pain and recovery is a spectrum, you are well on your way to living a pain-free life. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice, and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.